0: It is Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. I have been fascinated by a few traditions and so I'd like to embark on a fascinating exploration of magical traditions that have woven their way through cultures around the world and so we'll delve into practices like Wicca and Hoodoo, shamanism and chaos magic, uncovering their unique beliefs, rituals, and how individuals connect with these profound paths and hopefully as i explain them it will demystify a lot of preconceived notions about them or what we've been told about them now before we dive in though let's address a fundamental question the difference between magic with a c and magic with a ck so magic it often refers to entertainment or illusion while magic with a k encompasses the practice of harnessing natural forces to create change in our world and so our focus today is on the latter the ancient mystical arts that have endured through the ages quick summary of the four traditions we're talking about wicca is a neo-pagan tradition that traces its roots back to pre-christian europe and wiccans revere nature and their practices often align with the cycles of the moon and the seasons i know some people consider them dark or they might only practice black magic but that couldn't be further from the truth central to wicca is the belief in a divine feminine and masculine Often represented by the goddess and the gods. Rituals may involve casting circles, chanting, and spell work, which simply is connecting with nature's rhythms, and practitioners find a deep sense of balance and harmony and just deep connection with nature. It's pretty much their way of connecting with God. Source universe is through nature. For whatever reason, perhaps it's media, perhaps it's religion that might fear Wicca or not fully understand what wiccans are represent for some reason people think that wicca might be synonymous with satanism and this is one of the most prevalent misconceptions now wicca is not satanism wicca like i said is nature-based earth-centered spirituality that reveres nature and the divine in both feminine and masculine aspects and it has no association with satan or devil worship as satan is a figure from christian theology and i have other misconceptions that i'll talk about later with wicca with wiccans but for now this is just something I wanted to throw right out there because I know that that can be a triggering word for some when you might have heard something else your whole life from others that might not be fully understanding or aware of what it really is. And so now let's turn to Hoodoo, a practice that seeks to harness the natural energies present in plants, roots, minerals, and other materials for positive and constructive purposes. And so the intent behind Hoodoo is typically to bring about healing and protection, prosperity, and personal growth. It is not really a form of witchcraft either, nor does it involve the worship of Satan. It is a folk magic system that originated in the American South, particularly among African-American communities, and it incorporates elements of African spiritual practices, Native American beliefs, and European folk magic traditions. Yeah, I I think that Just the simple fact that it's about harnessing the spiritual properties of plants, roots, and minerals for healing, protection, and prosperity shows its innate purity, and it's a practice that is deeply intertwined with one's environment and the natural world, and hoodoo is about accessing the innate magic within everyday objects and using them to create positive change in one's life. And then the next one that I'm talking about will be shamanism. Now, shamanism, on the other hand, is a practice that spans continents and cultures from the Mongolian steppes to the Amazon rainforest and at its core shamanism involves a practitioner known as a shaman journeying into altered states of consciousness to communicate with the spirit world and the ancient tradition emphasizes the interconnectedness of all living beings and the natural world and by forging bonds with spirit guides shamans happen to seek wisdom and healing and guidance for the community now some people and i used to believe as well that shamans possess supernatural powers now shamans are individuals who have undergone extensive training and often are guided by experienced shamans within their community but they do not necessarily possess any more supernatural powers than we do in their conventional sense. And so instead, they are highly skilled in accessing altered states of consciousness, connecting with spirit guides, and utilizing their knowledge of plants and rituals for healing and guidance. And so while shamans are often sought after for their healing abilities, their role extends beyond physical or psychological healing. And shamans may also serve as guides and mentors and mediators and spiritual leaders within their communities. So they put play a multifaceted role in addressing various aspects of an individual along with a community's well-being. So shamanism, it's complex and a diverse spiritual practice that holds profound insights into our human experience and also our relationship with the natural and spiritual worlds. And shamanism is not only synonymous with drug use. I mean, yes, there are some shamans who do use psychoactive properties, plants in ritual contexts, but not all shamans use these substances. focus of shamanism is not solely on altered states of consciousness I mean shamanic practices yeah they can help with that but they often involve various techniques which include also drumming and chanting and meditation to induce these altered states so yes some definitely love their ayahuasca while others might have a profound way of altering our consciousness through drumming and chanting meditation it really depends on the shaman and then of course the chaos magic It is a modern eclectic approach to magic that emerged in the late 20th century. This is definitely a newer tradition and it embraces a highly individualistic and experimental approach where practitioners draw from various belief systems and techniques. And so the central tenet of chaos magic is the belief that belief itself is just a tool. It's a meaning. And the effectiveness of a ritual or spell is more tied to the practitioner's belief in it than to any specific doctrine. So it's about liberty. Separating oneself from the rigid dogmas of the world and embracing a fluid, ever-evolving practice. So I guess, I mean, chaos magic, it's not chaotic. In the sense of being disorganized or random, it is a deliberate and systemic approach to magic that emphasizes personal belief and intention. So while it may seem unstructured to some outsiders, practitioners often employ specific techniques and rituals that might be tailored to their unique goals, like simple meditation. Chaos, quote unquote, the word chaos in this context refers to the idea that reality is inherently malleable and can be shaped by one's beliefs and intentions and we're ever evolving creatures and so chaos magic practitioners do not seek to create disorder but rather to harness the creative potential of the universe it's that simple and so you may now be wondering how do we learn from these traditions to explore and discover our own magic And the key lies in open-mindedness and a willingness to experiment or just to listen. You know, perhaps there are little nuggets in each tradition that might resonate with you and take what resonates with you from each tradition and integrate it into your own practice, perhaps. So you may find the reverence for nature in Wicca very inspiring or the practicality of hoodoo might speak to you. So by allowing these traditions to inform and inspire, your own path you're crafting a unique practice that is deeply personal and authentic for you and it is also important to remember that these traditions they are not static they evolve and adapt over time just as we do as individuals so you know you don't have to be afraid to put your own twist on things your intuition and your inner wisdom are invaluable guides on this mystical journey now let's take a closer look at wicca ladies we all have different symptoms that time of the month for me my energy level happens to just dip insanely and i just feel a little down you know a little sluggish and so i'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. And also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, hormone harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code magic at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. Again, it is a mystical tradition that traces its roots back to ancient pagan practices of Europe. So Wicca is a nature-based religion, actually. It is considered a religion, technically, that reveres the cycles of the moon and the changing of seasons and the inherent magic in the natural world. And central to Wicca is the concept of duality. So it's represented by the goddess and the god, like I said. The goddess embodies the feminine aspect of creation and nurturing and fertility often associated with the moon and the god conversely embodies the masculine energies of strength and power and the sun. And so together they form a balanced and harmonious cosmic dance. And Wiccan rituals often involve the casting of sacred circles. Now this is a symbolic act of creating a space between the physical and spiritual worlds where practitioners can work their magic in a protected environment. So within this circle, Wiccans engage in various practices including chanting and dancing and spell work. I mean, spell work in Wicca is simply the art of focusing and directing one's intentions and energy toward a specific goal and perhaps using some natural properties, some nature. It's important to note that as well that Wiccan spells are not about controlling or manipulating others. I want to emphasize that because I think that that is a huge misconception. It is not about controlling or manipulating others, but rather simply aligning oneself with the natural forces of the universe to manifest positive change, especially in their own reality. And this might involve candle magic, herbal magic, or using symbolic objects to amplify intention. Another crucial aspect of Wicca is the celebration of the Sabbats and the Esbats. So the Sabbats, mark the eight major seasonal festivals. Samhain, Yule, Imbolc, Ustara, Beltine, Litha, Lamas, and Mabin. And these celebrations honor the changing seasons and the corresponding shifts in energy. And the esbats, on the other hand, are lunar celebrations that occur monthly. And so usually during a full moon, like having a full moon goddess celebration. And they provide an opportunity for reflection, meditation, and magical workings. Now this is something I want everyone to hear because I did demystify some things, but Wicca actually emphasizes personal responsibility and ethics. They're big on that. So practitioners adhere to the Wiccan read, which states, And it harm none do what ye, ye will. This means that any magical work should be conducted with the intention of causing no harm to others or oneself, and it's a guiding principle that promotes a sense of responsibility and mindfulness in one's magical practice. And so far from evil, far from malevolent. And Wiccans, as you may know, also engage in divination, which are using tools like tarot cards or scrying to gain insight and guidance. And so divination is a way to tap into the deeper current. Of the subconscious and the collective unconscious, providing clarity and direction for one's path. So, what makes Wicca particularly special in its inclusivity? Well, it welcomes individuals of all backgrounds and genders and orientations, and so this inclusivity is reflective of the broader belief in the interconnectedness of all beings and the importance of balance in the natural world, and so. In essence, Wicca offers a profound and deeply spiritual path that encourages practitioners to connect with the cycles of nature and the energies of the divine and the magic within themselves And it invites us to walk a sacred journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and a harmonious relationship with the world around us. So it's just a reminder that Wicca is just one thread in the vast space of magical traditions. I said I would address a few more misconceptions. So people say that Wicca is not a legitimate religion. Well, it is indeed a recognized religion in many countries, including here in the United States. And it has been granted legal recognition and it's protected under the First Amendment of freedom of religion clause. So like any other religion, Wicca encompasses spiritual beliefs, practices, and rituals. And there's another misconception that Wiccans are secretive and perhaps this involves some mysterious activities. So yeah, while some Wiccans may prefer to keep their beliefs private, this does not imply any secrecy in a sinister sense. So many Wiccans do happen to value personal spirituality and choose to practice in private, in a solitary manner but there are also open and public Wiccan communities that aim to educate and share their beliefs with others. And people believe that Wicca is solely focused on magic and spells. And of course, obviously magic is a component of Wicca, but it is not the sole focus. Wicca is a holistic spiritual path that encompasses various elements, including reverence for nature and celebration of the seasons and rituals and meditation and ethical principles and a deep connection to the divine. So magic is considered a tool for personal growth and positive change i hope that that addresses a few misconceptions i remember thinking this about wiccans and having that negative stereotype it's not you know wicca is just one thread in this vast beautiful space of magical traditions as we explore these traditions we find the keys to unlock perhaps our own inner magic and connect with something greater than ourselves and so that turns my attention to hoodoo. Let's turn our attention to hoodoo, which is a magical System steeped in a rich blend of African, Indigenous, American, and European folk traditions. So hoodoo, often referred to as root work, is a practice that centers on harnessing the spiritual properties of plants, roots, minerals, and other natural materials for healing, protection, and prosperity. So yeah, somewhat similar to Wicca, but of course it has its differences. And at the core of hoodoo is a deep reverence for nature and an understanding of the inherent magic within the world around us and practitioners believe that every plant and root and mineral carries specific energies and properties and that by working with them they can tap into these energies to create positive change in their lives hence why this is a practice for everyone and so one of the key aspects of hoodoo is its practicality it's a hands-on down-to-earth form of magic that often involves the use of everyday items found in nature or the kitchen. And so, this accessibility makes Hoodoo a practice that anyone can engage in, regardless of their background or their resources. and practitioners draw on a vast repertoire of spells and rituals, and these might involve creating sachets and charms or mojo bags filled with specific herbs, roots, and minerals, which are tailored to a particular purpose. So for example, a protection charm might include herbs like basil and sage, while a prosperity charm might incorporate herbs like cinnamon and bay leaves with a citrine stone. And so candle magic is also a prevalent practice with hoodoo and there are different colored candles which are used to represent various intentions and this is very similar to wicca too so for instance Green may symbolize money and prosperity, while red might represent love and passion. So by anointing and lighting these candles with specific oils and herbs, practitioners can focus their intentions and draw in the desired energies. And an essential component of hoodoo is the use of spiritual baths and washes. Now, these involve brewing herbs and other natural ingredients into our teas or into our baths and they use them to cleanse the body and the spirit. And this process is believed to remove negative energies and open a channel for positive influences to flow in. Now, another distinctive feature of hoodoo though, which might sound similar to some things that Wiccans might do, but another distinctive feature of hoodoo is the incorporation of ritualized prayers of their psalm and Bible verses. And this reflects the influence of Christian elements in hoodoo, as many practitioners blend traditional African spiritual with Christian beliefs. And this syncretic approach allows hoodoo to resonate with a diverse range of individuals. And so ancestral veneration is also fundamental in hoodoo. Practitioners often honor their ancestors by setting up altars and offering prayers and seeking guidance from those who have passed on. And this connection to one's lineage is seen as a source of strength and wisdom. And it's important to note as well that hoodoo is a tradition deeply rooted in community and often passed down through generations so knowledge is shared orally and many practitioners learn from family members or their community elders and so hoodoo is a potent and versatile magical tradition that draws on the natural world and the wisdom of our ancestors and it empowers individuals to take control of their lives using the resources readily available in mama environment (laughs) and hoodoo teaches us that magic is not something distant or unattainable but a tangible that flows through the world around us. And so by delving into Hoodoo, we discover a profound connection to nature and our ancestors and the inherent magic within all of us. And it's a reminder that the power to shape our reality is within our grasp, waiting to be harnessed. And then with that said, let's embark on a journey into the ancient and fascinating world of shamanism. This practice is rooted in cultures worldwide, which involves a practitioner known as a shaman journeying into altered states of consciousness to communicate with the spirit world. So central to shamanism is the belief in an interconnected web of life where all living beings in the natural world are considered to be imbued with spirit and consciousness. Shamans act as intermediaries between the world and the spirit realm using various techniques to access wisdom, healing, and guidance. So one of the fundamental practices of shamanism is the shamanic journey, and this involves entering a trans-like state often induced by rhythmic drumming and chanting and the use of sacred plants. And during this journey, the shaman's consciousness transcends the physical realm, allowing them to communicate with the spirit guides and animal totems and other entities. And so now you might also be wondering how you can incorporate shamanic practices into your own home. And the answer lies in creating a sacred space for your personal rituals. Find a quiet corner where you sit or lie down comfortably and consider using a drumming track or meditation music to induce a trance-like state. And this can be easily found online, YouTube. I have some meditations on my website, yourownmagic.com. And before you begin, just simply set a clear intention for your journey what guidance or insight are you seeking it could be related to personal growth or healing or gaining wisdom on a specific issue and remember intention is the compass that guides your journey Now visualization is a powerful tool in shamanic practice. So you just simply close your eyes and imagine yourself entering a natural landscape like a forest or a meadow and allow all your senses to come alive. Feel the earth beneath your feet, hear the rustling leaves, and breathe in the fresh air. This visualization will serve as your entry point into the spirit realm and as you journey you can pay attention to any symbols or images or encounters that you just happen to experience and these may hold valuable messages from your spirit guides or other entities and just trust your intuition and let the journey unfold naturally. The practice of offering gratitude is also central to shamanism. After your journey, you take a moment to express gratitude to your guides and any entities you encounter and offer a simple token like a small crystal or a piece of fruit as a gesture of thanks. Thank you. Finally, remember that shamanic practices, they are deeply personal. So simply just trust your instincts and allow your experience to unfold naturally it's simply a journey of self-discovery and each individual's path is so unique so shamanism offers a profound path to connecting with the spirit world and gaining insight and wisdom and so by adapting some of these practices from your home you truly can create a sacred beautiful space for self-exploration and spiritual growth And perhaps it lets you venture into the realm of chaos magic. I mean, I take nuggets from pretty much all these traditions that we've been talking about, but this one blends it all together in a sense. So this is a modern and highly individualistic approach to magic that emerged in the late 20th century. So it's fairly new and unlike traditional magical systems, chaos magic Magic with a K embraces a fluid and eclectic philosophy that encourages practitioners to draw from various belief systems and techniques. And so at the heart of chaos magic is the idea that belief itself is a tool. In other words, the effectiveness of a ritual or spell is more tied to the practitioner's belief in it than to any specific doctrine or deity. This liberating concept allows chaos magic to be incredibly adaptable and accessible to practitioners of all backgrounds and beliefs. And chaos magicians, (laughs) may call them, often engage in a process known as paradigm shifting. And this involves adopting and fully immersing oneself in a particular belief system or worldview for a specific purpose or period of time. This might involve working with deities from different pantheons or exploring psychological models, or even drawing inspiration from pop culture icons. Now, sigil magic is a key practice within chaos magic, and it involves the creation of a unique symbol, known as a sigil, to represent a specific desire or intention. And the sigil is then charged with energy and released into the subconscious mind. This bypasses the conscious mind's skepticism, allowing the magic to work on a deeper and more intuitive level and help align you with whatever it is you desire. Chaos magicians also place a strong emphasis on results and practicality. Now the focus is on achieving tangible measurable outcomes rather than adhering to strict ritualistic procedures. So this pragmatic approach encourages experimentation and encourages practitioners to trust their own intuition and creativity. And then another intriguing aspect of chaos magic is the use of psychodrama and ritual theater. So this is for my fellow theater geeks. This involves the enactment of symbolic or theatrical rituals to evoke specific emotional states or psychological shifts. You don't have to be a theater geek to do this. It simply engages the senses and emotions and practitioners tap into a deeper level of consciousness, which amplifies the potency of their magic. Now, chaos magic is inherently anti-dogmatic. That is key to know. Encourages practitioners to question and challenge established beliefs. I think that's big, including those within the chaos magic community itself, which maybe is another reason why it's chaotic. And so this ethos of radical individualism empowers practitioners to forge their own unique paths and methodologies and explore their own magic. One of the strengths of chaos magic lies in the adaptability to modern life, and it recognizes that in our fast-paced, ever-changing world, traditional systems may not always be applicable. And so this makes it an ideal practice for individuals seeking a flexible, dynamic approach to magic. And it's also worth noting that while chaos magic may seem unstructured or even chaotic on the surface, practitioners often emphasize the importance of discipline and focus, and so the apparent chaos is a deliberate technique allowing practitioners to tap into the raw primal energies of the universe chaos magic. I mean, it offers a bold and liberating approach to magic, right? That empowers individuals to simply take control of their own belief systems and just shape our reality. But by embracing the ever-changing nature of existence, chaos magicians tap into a wellspring of creative potential and personal transformation. And so you can see how all four of the traditions are somewhat interconnected, but also somewhat so unique. In this fast-paced, technology-driven world. The ancient wisdom of magical traditions holds valuable lessons for modern individuals seeking personal growth and success. And so these practices truly do provide powerful tools for each of us to tap into our inner potential and navigate the complexities of modern life. Like from Wicca, we learn the importance of connecting with nature's rhythms and cycles. Hoodoo, with its emphasis on practical hands-on magic, it offers valuable lessons in resourcefulness and adaptability. And shamanism reminds us of the power of inner exploration and self-discovery. And then, of course, chaos magic's emphasis on belief as a tool provides a powerful lesson in the power of mindset and intention and so these practices also offer practical tools for success for example i mean in wicca the ritualistic casting of circles and the focus intention of spell work can be translated into modern practices like goal setting or visualization or affirmations and just like the use of herbs roots and minerals in hoodoo which can be mirrored in practices like aromatherapy and using natural remedies for well-being in a world where integrity and ethical conduct are just highly valued now integrating these principles into our personal and professional lives can truly lead to greater success and fulfillment i believe so the Wiccan read or the Huda's emphasis on positive intention and the ethical considerations in shamanic practices all provide valuable guidance. So the magical traditions offer a wealth of wisdom and practices that are highly relevant to the challenges and opportunities of today's modern age. And so by incorporating elements of these traditions into our lives, we can tap into our inner potential and cultivate a mindset of success and navigate the complexities of this modern world. with. Greater wisdom and resilience. So, with belief as our compass, nature as our guide, and our inner selves as our greatest resource, may our journeys be filled with wonder and discovery and boundless possibilities as we continue to explore our own magic. And so, I really do hope that there are nuggets in here that will help you continue to really dive deep, explore, expand, and just thrive in your own magic. Gemma. Yummies, that is a wrap i hope this episode was expanding for you in some way shape or form feel free to visit our site at your or check out my shop Eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So, with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in, and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.